Hello and welcome back to the Father Daughter Book Club. I am Kalia, one of your hosts. And I am Chris, your other host. And today we will be discussing Uglies by Scott Westerfield. Um, just be aware that there will be spoilers, so if you want to continue reading, I strongly encourage that you stop this pause and finish reading so that way you aren't spoiled by anything in this podcast episode. And then when you're done, come back, press play, (laughs) and we'll be right here for you. We've waited for all of you, so, (laughs) Um, but let's tell you a little bit about the book. Right, as you said, the author is Scott Westerfield. It was published on February 8th, 2005. It's older than I am. Ooh, by a few months, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it won the Golden Duck Award for Hal Clement Award for Young Adults. I know it's kind of a handful of an award there, but that's the award it won. The Golden Duck Awards is kind of like... um, Sci-fi children's book, right? Right, and then so the Hal Clement Award is, I guess, the age group from 6 to 12. And it was won in the year 2006, so the year after. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. So, here is the synopsis. Tally is about to turn 16 and she can't wait. In just a few weeks, she'll have the operation that will turn her from a repellent ugly into a stunningly beautiful pretty. And as a pretty, she'll be catapulted into a high-tech paradise where her only job is to have fun. But Tally's new friend Shay isn't sure she wants to become a pretty. When Shay runs away, Tally learns about a whole new side of the pretty world, and it isn't very pretty. The authorities offer Tally a choice. Find her friend and turn her in, or never turn pretty at all. Tally's choice will change her world forever. Ooh. I have to say that between the name of the book, which is Uglies, And this synopsis, I didn't really want to read this book. I know. You had to really convince me to read this book. How? I didn't really convince you, though. No, well, I mean, you you suggested that we read this. Well, you had talked about this book series, because it is a series, and this is the first one out of four. No, four. 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 And I think you had seen this one of the books in the series at the library, but they didn't have the first book. They didn't have this one, but they had like the second or third one. And you had gotten excited about it. And I saw it and I was like, oh, okay. And then when you got this book and I read the synopsis, like I said, I just wasn't, it didn't sound like something that was interesting to me. And, you know, I ended up liking it a little bit more than I thought I would. How did I convince you to read it, though? Well, Just because I really wanted to read it? Yeah, you really wanted to read it. And when, and I think you already had a copy of it. And when we were looking to find another book to read for the book club. Um, you just, you, you, you didn't have your eyes on any other book. The only reason why was because I was already reading it and I didn't want to start reading another book. Well, that's <laughs> however it came about. Uh, like I said, just from the synopsis, from the title of the book, from the book cover, all of that stuff, I wasn't that excited about reading it. And like I said, I enjoyed it a bit more than I thought I would. So this was not a book that you would ordinarily pick to read for yourself. 
No, it felt from from the synopsis, it's tough to really tell what it's about. It seems yeah. like it's about this kind of shallow world where everybody wants to be pretty. Well, she does. They don't. Well, they're bred to think that everyone under the age from the age of twelve to fifteen, they're ugly. Well, I didn't know that, right? I didn't know that going in. I all I know was this synopsis, and that's all it says. This is in a few weeks she'll have the operation that'll turn her from a repellent ugly into a stunningly beautiful pretty. And to me, I was like, man, that's so. Pretty much everybody in this book gets cosmetic surgery to make themselves look whatever version of pretty they think. Yeah, and um, that that just it didn't interest me. But obviously, the book is about quite a bit more than that, and. It's interesting the way they set it up, but before we go into like the details and stuff of that, like what did you think of the book? Honestly, at first it was kind of slow. It was kind of slow in the beginning, but then like when you start getting a little bit more in the book, it gets more interesting and it gets more into a page turner. Like in as the Pride action and, starts to pick yeah, up, like in Pride and Prejudice, whereas. You said it. It was fine to read. It was kind of monotone for you the whole the whole way through. And Pride and Prejudice for you in this book. This book. No, well, I mean it. It picks. I mean, there does. It does get into more action the further along you get into the book. So it's not. Um, it's not mundane in that way. So it does. It does turn. It starts to become a little bit of a page turner towards the middle. But um, to me, it kind of read, like you said, that you had a hard time getting into it at the beginning. But I think when I started reading it in the beginning, I could tell that it was going to go someplace bigger. And that that intrigued me. Those types of ideas intrigued me. Like when uh, when any book presents almost like a, a riddle, like you kind of it, like it, it kind of plants the seeds for something that, you know, is going to come back and, and hit later. What it kind of, like, you knew that something was bigger in the beginning. I didn't. I thought it was just about her becoming pretty, but you knew some, it was something different and bigger. Yeah. The main plot of it was something different than her just coming pretty and not becoming pretty. Yeah, this book is actually quite a bit like Divergent. We haven't read that one yet. I've read it before, I and I've s- seen the movie. I've read one of them, and I didn't really like it. Which one did you read? I read the first one. Really? Yeah. I didn't know you read that. Last year. Okay. So, I do you don't see the really similarities, though? though. Be- do you see the similarities between this and that book? Sort of, but not really. I don't really remember it that well. Okay. Um, well, so in Divergent, it's... Oh, I don't know if we should talk about Divergent for... For you, the listener who may not have read Divergent yet, and we don't want to spoil that for you while we're talking about uglies. <laughs> so I won't I won't get into the specifics, but um, you know, it it uh they they both deal with kind of class structure and in, in in a future dystopian society. So that's kind of where the the similarities creep in there. And uh because of that, because of what happens in Divergent. I can kind of, I could kind of tell that that's where this was going, and even further into the series, like you're already into the second book of the series. I'm almost done. I'm like two fifty something. Yeah, two forty nine, two fifty. But I feel like um, the the arc of the series is going to be 
pretty similar to the arc of Divergent, the Divergent series. Um, so other than that, though, I mean, what did you think about the book overall? I liked it. I actually really did. Yeah? I did. It gave me almost like this new direction in life, like, huh, I never thought about that. Huh. So it, So even though this book and we briefly mentioned it before it is set in the future it's set in a dystopian future like 300 years after the fall of the rusties as they call it right so you were able to still pull some some of our own reality into into it yeah such as um well i could tell that this world is very much based on appearance and so is our world yeah, it doesn't use any type of um, allusions, allegories, or misdirection there. It's pretty much right in the title, right? Uglies. About what kind of drives this book. Did you like how they treated that subject? How? Like... Well, the way... Okay, so from the synopsis, right? Tally can't wait to turn 16 because she wants to turn pretty. And then Shay who realizes that she just wants to be herself. She doesn't think that it's necessary to turn pretty. It's very different in personalities. So how do you so so based like it's it's obviously um aiming the book is obviously taking aim at vanity. It's taking aim at um people who value appearance over character. And so how do you how did you feel like it handled that? Well, personally, I feel like it's definitely very similar. Similar to? Our world. Our world, okay. Um, And the way how they handle, like, character. Like, some people don't even care if you're good at this or if you're not. They just care if you're pretty. Well, like, yeah, there. I mean, there's certain value to being attractive. And some people get by in life on simply their looks. Which is completely not fair. At all. <laughs> yeah, it's... I don't know if it's necessarily not fair. Yes, um, it's not fair. Because, I mean, people should have to work for their positions. They should have to work, not just get by in life because they're pretty and attractive. Because people who aren't as pretty or attractive has to work twice as hard to get to the same place that other people are if they're just attractive. Okay, I want to kind of steer this discussion a little bit differently. What did you think of the book's portrayal of what was pretty? I personally think that everyone is pretty in their own skin. Like, no one is ugly, no one is pretty. Unless, of course, you're talking about yourself. Because sometimes people do self-criticize their thing and say oh i am so ugly because of this or whatever so what in in the book though remember it says very like it it talks about the things that it finds as imperfect in the uglies and what they do to change that in the pretties they make their face perfectly symmetrical they make their skin soft and smooth they like one, they, like, enhance their eye color, change their eye color, do stuff to their lips, make them fuller. So what did you think about that 
aspect. Like it, it, it's pretty much a formula for what is pretty. Personally, I feel like that is completely unrealistic. <laughs> there is no such thing as a formula for being pretty. It's interesting that you say that because it, there's there is some science behind it. Do you remember we watched an episode of Brain Games? Oh yeah, that it said, kind of like, talked there's... about the science of it, mm-hmm. and they kind and they just took pictures of people and made slight alterations to make you know to make one person or even the same person look subjectively more attractive than the other. And so what they do in pretties is try to objectively determine what is pretty, right? They basically have a standard and they use the surgery to make everybody fit that standard. And you you talked a little bit about what that standard is. And I think Westerfield uses some of that science in order to develop what that standard is. Like you said, making sure the face is more symmetrical. A person whose face is naturally symmetrical um, generally is considered more attractive. Is my face perfectly symmetrical? I don't think it's perfectly symmetrical, but I still find you attractive. (laughs) You know, I think you're a pretty girl. But I don't, you know, I, I, I guess... I guess you look symmetrical. I don't, I don't know how you can tell. <laughs> yeah, it's the eye test. It's kind of hard to tell, right, without measuring. But it's kind of like there's that. Have you ever heard of the golden ratio? Yeah. So it's when, like per, everything has to be proportionate on both sides. So that's it's nature, crazy. right? Like so, there's the golden ratio exists everywhere in nature. You heard that? Nope. Um I forget the the specific places but like if you look at like say the the rose petals on a flower the rose petals the petals on a flower um they kind of adhere to the golden ratio there are tons of things within nature when you just look at them that naturally adhere to the golden ratio and that's why they call it the golden ratio it's not something that uh somebody made up somebody discovered that this ratio exists in a lot of naturally occurring things and it's repeated everywhere. And I, you know, that's probably where Westerfield, I'm speculating, of course, but maybe where he got some of his ideas about what's pretty in this book is by using things like the golden ratio and the things that we saw in that Brain Games episode where he talks about um, how just like, you know, little small things, slight alterations will, will make a person look, uh, not, I won't say more attractive, but just more pleasing, you know? So what are your opinions? Well, like, like I said, he doesn't try to use any metaphors or, or hide behind any... It's very straightforward. Any allegories or similes. Yeah, it's very straightforward that this book is about a society that values... A society that thinks everyone is born ugly. And I thought that was different. Like, so that's one thing I didn't fully understand before reading the book. Is that, I know I've definitely tried to explain this to you. First, they're an ug- they're a lily from them being a baby to age eleven, from age twelve through fifteen, they're an ugly, and then sixteen on their birthday of s- when they turn sixteen, through a certain age, they're new pretty, then they're middle pretty, then they're crumblies. Yeah, so at each kind of each phase in life, they might have to go through another operation. Yeah. 
and that keeps them pretty or, you know, whatever it does to them. Um, but yeah, I mean, I thought it was going to be pretty a pretty shallow book at first, but uh, knowing that the book is not necessarily about ugly versus pretty. Or what it thinks, but it, it makes you think it's what it's going to be about. Right. It, it essentially becomes more about um, Darwinism, almost like Darwinism. What's, What's Darwinism? So Darwinism is survival of the fittest, right? What does that mean? So that means that um, if you're in an environment that you can't survive in, then you're going to die if you don't adapt and change. So the, the species that are able to adapt or even members of a species that are able to adapt and change to their environment will survive while the ones who can't will die off. And in this book, as you, you mentioned the Rusties before, in this book, it takes our current world to its utmost extreme, pretty much saying that we kill each other and we kill the planet. And But we kind of do. We haven't yet, but it's <laughs> evidence is pointing <laughs> that if we eventually will. Like, it's slowly happening, but... And so that's where this book takes it. It takes it to that extreme. And the the people who remain are the ones who were able to adapt and survive beyond that. And the way that they do that is to... They come up introduce with the observation. A, introduce a societal structure that um, gets people to put essentially put aside their differences at a certain age. Right? At 16... You become pretty just like everybody else. Therefore, you have no reason to fight. And that's... It's basically taking away war. And it reduces, like, oil usage, which kills the planet. Right, so they're all, like, they all use sustainable energy. They recycle, you know, they they don't chop down trees. You know, all of this, right, where they're pretty much taking better care of the planet. Not necessarily taking better care of people, but they've basically created a society of people that are like drones. You know, they don't really think for themselves that much. They just, they don't have many goals and aspirations other than to become pretty. And once they become pretty, then they just kind of live out their life. When they become pretty and then they become a middle pretty, that's when they get a job. And then after they retire from their job, then they become... But their jobs are assigned, right? They don't get to choose. What they job are? they get? I, that's the and maybe they oh, well, never specified. That's the idea that I got from um, when they meet the two doctors. When Tally meets the doctors, and when she talked, she kind of talked about her parents a little bit. But it sounded like, um, based on what you did during your time as an ugly, like how you behaved, how you did in school, that sort of thing, that they event that they essentially don't... they assign you a job when you become. A middle pretty that's the Mm. that's the that's what i took from it maybe i'm wrong but that's that's what i understood i didn't know that i thought that you were able to choose your job maybe there's some choice but like i said it sounded like for some people they steered them to being doctors and others they steered them to to do this and and um another category of people that that we learn about are um, special special circumstances right so that's like the police force well those are the people who like keep out like any hazards from yeah, the, the police, city the police force <laughs> no because no. there's 
because there are other people there too. they're like the wardens i think is what they call it who are essentially the police so special for special what were they called special what circumstances special circumstances would be like uh Bomb the fbi yeah right except you have to undergo a surgery or you have to undergo something else that makes you yeah, like you harsher have- it's a surgery no, that makes is. your lines like harsher, like you're still pretty, but they're harsher. Well, they, they, and they also physically enhance you, right? It look, uh, those yeah. special circumstances officers or agents or whatever they call they're them. fast. Fast and strong. strong. They could jump. Yeah. And then they had very acute vision, it seemed. Yeah. So a lot of different classes of people here, but, um. I lost my train of thought. Where were we at before we started talking about the the specials? We were talking about the environment that they live in. Oh right. So I don't know. I don't. How did you How did you feel about the way the book ended? It left me almost. I really wanted to read the next book, so I'm like, "What happens when she turns pretty? Does she take it? Just what What happens?" <laughs> yeah. So I thought it was interesting that they paired her, like, the secondary character in the book is Shay. I like Shay. Shay right. is one of my favorite characters, except for when she turns pretty. Well, that was, I think they did that as an example, like, to show. Her difference. To show how she changed, right? Her personality was one way beforehand. I and like the assumption, ugly. And the assumption that everybody, well, that Tally and even Shay had made before was that. The operation just kind of made people more vapid, <laughs> you know. Made what does them vapid wanna, mean? Vapid, you know. They, you know, they like they just want to party, and you know, they don't. Oh, you know, like, yeah. Shallow. Shallow, yeah. And the the assumption was that oh, you know, just because they turned pretty, that's the reason why people they started caring more about partying and having fun and being carefree and all of that stuff. When really there's more behind it. The surgery that they went through actually gives them lesions, which is like slowly eating at their brain. Right. So they they think that the those lesions are actually like, they're like mild sedatives on people that make them not care. It changes the way they think. It changes their outlook. And, the, and Shay was the perfect example, right? Because she was this independent strong willed um, you know she didn't care about being pretty she never wanted to she's the one who ran away in the first place to the right. smoke and then all of a sudden she gets forced into having the operation and she can't uh, at that point she can't understand why anybody would not want to become pretty so she changes her personality changes pretty drastically like she has her memories but to them to to her that way of thinking doesn't make sense anymore. Her, now it's like, well, everybody should become pretty, right? And come on, let's go party. And, you know, she, this isn't her, my first whole, party tonight. Yeah, her whole personality changes. Yeah, that's that's what, like I said. I'm actually really glad that the author put that in because it definitely shows you the contrast in what the surgery make, or the operation changes you. And that's that's a really important part of the book, right? When they just when Tally finds out that the lesions, the 
Right. That when you when you have the operation to become a pretty, that you actually have these lesions put onto your brain that change your personality. But there are only certain people who don't have the lesions, which are people with certain jobs that make you constantly stay on high alert. Like doctors, policemen, firemen, specials, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true how the firemen... um... They Doctors. didn't have they didn't have the lesions. They're the only like people with certain jobs were the only ones who didn't have the lesions. Everyone else did. When they turned pretty. Yeah, that's right. Okay. So, my question is for you. Do you like oh well I actually kinda already know that answer. Well, okay, what was the question? Which shade do you prefer? Which shade do I prefer? I was about to ask you which tally, but I remember that you didn't read pretties yet, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, so that's what happens at the end of the book, right? So. She ends, well, she ends up basically giving her a life. And she sacrifices herself so that they can find a cure for those lesions. Well, there already is a cure. Well, they haven't tested it yet, though. They haven't tested it yet. And the only way how they can is if she has a willing subject. Well, to not, test the only, the not the only way that they can, but morally. Morally. The doctor didn't want to test the cure. Maddie. On, is that her name? Maddie? Yeah. That's Shay. Not Shay. David's mom, right? Yeah. We didn't talk about David at all yet. It's okay. But morally, she wanted to have. A willful subject. She didn't want to force it on somebody because that's what Oz, her husband, died of. Is that how she? That is that how he died? What I was going to say. Doctor Cable forced him into doing something, and he didn't want to, and then he ended up dying. Well, that but okay, that's true too. What I was going to say though is that everybody who gets the operation to be pretty is forced into the operation. Mm-hmm. I was going to say that right, not just not just. Um, I was talking about David. Oz. <laughs> yeah, you're talking about one specific person, but I mean that's how this society works, right? You turn 16 and you get the operation. Those who don't um, are f- uglies for life, which are like people are scared of them. Yeah, they become castoffs, or they're forced to flee—not forced, but you end up having to leave and go and live somewhere else. Which is usually well, people who don't want to have the operation go to the smoke, which is the place. Where Shay runs away to. Right, which is a place where a small enclave of of people who have decided not to have the operation and want to live outside of the prettyville, outside of the main city. The city is what they call it. The city? Okay. Yeah, so in order for Maddie to go along with giving the giving her potential cure, Cure. she wants to make sure she has a willful subject and Tally volunteers to be that subject. She says, okay, I'll do it. You just got to, I just got to get turned pretty first. And then after I get turned pretty, you guys can come and get me and try out the the serum, the cure. The only way, so she was saying the only way how to get a willful subject is someone, is for someone to volunteer themselves before they turn pretty. Right. And anybody who's already turned pretty is is not they're just going to refuse. Mhm. And 
then when you give me the pills, well, give me the pills when you think I'm ready, and then I'll take the pills, and then, well, someone will come get me, we'll come back to the new smoker, we'll come back to the smoke. Yeah. And then we'll see if the pills work or not. So is there any, any um, we've mentioned David a little bit, is there any other character that you want to talk about, or any special event that happened in the book that you want to talk about? I do. Okay. So, well, I have, like, two things. Okay. So, Shay and David, I believe, well, David is basically kind of the leader of the smoke. David is unique in that he wasn't born... In the city, and he wasn't a runaway. He was born in the city. He was born in the smoke. His parents were runaways because they weren't going to let anyone with the... Because they were... His parents were doctors. So his parents found out about the lesions. Mm -hmm. They knew that it was important and that they couldn't share that information with other people. Or maybe they, I don't remember exactly how, but they they decided that they had to leave the city. Or else they'd probably get killed. Or maybe they they understood that they needed, in order to, to fully understand the effects of those lesions, that they had to have a society of people who didn't have the operation. Who grew up without the operation. I don't know. I don't think so. Well, this is me surmising. This is, Uh. you know, I'm having this theory. (laughs) Okay. So I think maybe they realized that in order for them to fully understand what was going on with those lesions that they needed, you know, they needed more, needed to know more people who didn't have the surgery. So they started this enclave, this getaway, really, outside of the system where people could come if they didn't want to have the surgery. And that's where David was born. Right. David, one of the few people that was actually born there, right? He's the only one. Is he? I believe so. Okay. And so, Shay and David, well, Shay was going to go there before once, but she chickened out and stayed in the city, and then she went back later with hoping to go with Tally. Hoping to go with Tally. Okay, so what was your question about about Shay? So, I was just wondering, like, do you, like, do you like David and how he thinks? Like... Yes. So, I think we, between Tally, Shay, and David. So, between Tally, Shay, and David, you wind up with three, I think, important perspectives on life in this world mm-hmm. right you have tally who wants to become pretty she's, she's like the normal ugly right and then you have shay who doesn't want to become pretty he kind of rebels against that notion and then you have david who's lit who's lived outside of this structure his whole life and so he he's he accepts just everyone who he is and is not he hasn't been accustomed, conditioned to believe that there's something wrong with the way he is, that he need that there are people who look prettier than him because they've had the surgery and all, and all of that. So I think the three of them represent kind of like three faces to the whole world, the whole world there. Yeah, Um, I feel like David looks the most. In my opinion, David is the most like us in the way that he thinks that no one is ugly and no one is pretty and that 
you can accept yourself for who you are. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's kind of how he's grown up, right? But then he also does things that kind of horrify Tally. Like? Like? Burning, burning cutting, and cutting a tree. Which, how would you say? It's like pretty horrific to Tally where she's like, you can't do that. Like, you're destroying the planet. <laughs> and Dave is like, well, we need to do this. Otherwise, we won't survive kind of thing. So, yeah, okay. Any other any other questions that you have? Um, So, there was, and I forgot. Oh, okay. So, Tally was actually sent to the smoke because... She had the choice to either be ugly for life or become pretty. And the only way that she would was to get Shay back to the uh, to the city, to come back to the city. And then she would be able to have the operation. And so she ends up going as a traitor, basically. As a spy. As a spy. Yeah. And she ends up. She stays there and ends up wondering, okay, when I get there, I'm just going to put it off so that way they can come find me. Because they gave her this thing that was like a tracker. So they yeah, a beacon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when she goes, she was supposed to light the beacon or hold the beacon and they would find her and take the- everyone in. So... She ends up not wanting to, and then she ends up breaking the beacon, and it actually ends up setting her, setting the beacon off, so they could find her, and they end up finding the smoke, and uh, they bring everyone back to have the operation. Okay. What do you, like, sh- And then Shay ends up getting really mad at her, like, you did this! You did this! First you steal my boyfriend, now you take my home. What do you think? Well, I mean, Tally was put into a really difficult situation. She was basically coerced into becoming a spy. You know, she she didn't want to. She thought that um, she could just give... Dr. Cable and the other members of special circumstances, the information that she had, because she didn't really know a whole lot. And that would be the end of it. But it wasn't. They co- coerced her into becoming a spy. Uh, she was, you know, it's a, it's a really difficult situation that she was in. Position. Absolutely. How would I, how would I handle that differently? I don't know if I could. Um, but she, you know, eventually realizes that she made a mistake, right? Agreeing to become a spy. And she tries to atone for that mistake and accidentally brings down the special special circumstances without even really knowing that she was going to do it or that she did it, not that she was going to do it. But she thought that setting it off, she thought that breaking it. She thought she could destroy the beacon, but by destroying the beacon, it automatically sent a signal back to, to special the, circumstances. Mm-hmm. So they were able to locate them and then find everything, imprison them, and destroy everything, and turn them into and turn them into pretties and stuff. Um, so I felt like that was a really important part because she ended up not liking that. Well, Shay ended up hating her for that, and then when Shay 
turns pretty, she completely dismisses it. Yeah, I mean, that really shows you just how how much the surgery changes you, right? Mm-hmm. How she was able to, I don't know if this forgive is necessarily the right word, but she's just like, whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But yeah, that whole situation there, that's tough. You know, I, I what do you do? Either spy on your friend or give up something that you've wanted for your whole life and be forced to live as a pariah the rest of your life. Pariah? Pariah. What's that? It's like um, an outcast or someone who's singled out, someone who who's different. That's probably an incomplete definition of pariah, but I think for this purpose it works, right? Because like you said, she wouldn't have been able to get the surgery and would have been forced to live in their terms as an ugly the rest of her life. But when you're an ugly in a society full of pretties, it, it makes things life could could make life really hard. So she chose kind of the path of least resistance, I think, for her. And as a kid, I mean, I wouldn't expect her to do anything different, you know, when you're faced with that type of pressure from the authorities. And at this point, her value system is different, right? This is She does value becoming a pretty. And so since her value system is different, you know, it makes sense that she did what she did. But when her value system changes, she ends up trying to get rid of that. Yeah, and that makes sense too. Like, that's why I think it's important as people that we travel, right? Like, she, she's known one way of life her entire life. And obviously in this society, traveling wouldn't have helped her because there aren't very many different ways of life in in the society that she lives in. But for us now, like you can travel somewhere else and get a different viewpoint, a different perspective that could potentially change your values. That, that will maybe not change your values, but it'll help inform your values as you grow older. So yeah, travel is extremely important so that you can expose yourself to different different things, different ways of life. I didn't know we would get into that from this this book. That's uh deep. Yeah, I like that. Um so is there anything that you would change in the book? I don't know if I would change anything because it's the first book in a series. So mm-hmm. without really knowing how things come out, like maybe if I read the whole series there might be things that I change from the whole series. Um but as a first entry to the series, it's I think it's pretty good. It makes me want it did make me want to read the second book which eventually I'll do. It's not something I'll jump into right away, but like I think I I'll get it. Yeah. <laughs> like right when I finish it, I got the next book. Yeah, I think I'll get around to it though. But um, it's, there are definitely some some faults with the book. It's not a perfect book, but it's, like I said, it's a good first, first entry. And before I can say if I change anything, I, I think I need to read the whole series. Um, what was your favorite and least favorite aspects of the story? Well, my least favorite aspect is obviously the problems that I had before I even started reading the book. And that's this the shallow fact that, world. Yeah, this shallow world, especially like when they talk about the, the society within the society, right? Like the pretties, the way they behave, the way they act. I mean, it's so, um, what's the word? Stereotypical, the way that they have them act. Like the stereotype of an attractive person, like, party all day yeah like say a kardashian or something like that (laughs) right like the stereotype and that's what they they have the whole town full of those people and so you know i thought that was pretty um stupid not stupid but i mean it was just it's it's a real 
easy out you know it it doesn't like like you said it's shallow it there that's it is what it is and so that was my least favorite my but my favorite aspect um was probably finding out that there were these lesions that were making those people behave that way because that that gives you an idea that oh okay it's not just people behaving this way because that's who they are it's people behaving this way because there's some controlling entity within them and imagine what kind of government would have to exist in order to enforce this operation on people to have these lesions that basically sedate them the rest of their lives so uh uncovering that unpacking what's behind that government uh that that's interesting that that's Makes me want to read on. That's that's why I'm interested in reading the second and third book. So you said that you enjoyed the book more than you probably thought that you would have. Right. So does that mean that you enjoyed it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, on a scale, you know, it's probably... On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the best, 1 being the worst. It's probably like a 6.5, maybe a 7. I thought you were going to read it like a 4. <laughs> No, no, that's that's what I mean. It no, well, maybe six, seven is a little too high. Um, six and a half. Yeah, maybe six, six and a half. You know, it's it's not great, it's not perfect, but I enjoyed it. And ultimately, if I enjoy something, then you're gonna give then it a it's higher gonna, rating. It's gonna be higher than a five. Yeah. Um, why? Well, I gave you. I I told you the the fact that they introduced that element. Um, made you want to read it more. It, yeah. It, it, it brought a, a much more into it. The fact that they have the Smokies, who are people who don't want to have the surgery, you know, like. Do you like the more, Smokies? Well, it just shows you that there are more elements and more aspects to the society than. What meets the eye. Right. And so I like, you know, I like, I like going deeper. And, <laughs> and that those are the elements of the story that bring about more depth. How about you? What would you give it on a scale? On a scale of one to ten. Can I impact what pretties or no, just uglies itself? No, just this book. Probably six and a half, like you said. Really? I thought you liked it a little more than that. I, well, six and a half to a seven, I'd say, because I do really like the book. But like you said, that there are imperfections and there are some things that I kind of wish were to be a bit changed but i still really enjoyed it that's fair so who would you recommend this book to oh always that question so i would say anybody who enjoyed divergent she could probably read this book and like this one also so that same type of um audience that same demographic I'd probably do it to people who enjoy science fiction and people who like dystopian places. Yeah. And people who kind of like a new perspective on the world and how they fix today's problems. Okay. So I'd say, how would you? Like, people who have their ideas on how they would fix today's problems, they could read this one because they're like, oh, I could do that if I wanted to change something i could do this but not to this extreme okay all right well that's that's a good recommendation i like it Uh, i don't think we have anything more to add about this particular book so thank you for joining our discussion on uglies by scott westerfield but next episode 
we will be doing The Girl from Everywhere by Heidi Heilig. Okay. I'm, I'm not say... sure how to pronounce her last name either. Heilig sounds about right. Uh, and is this like from, like, like, is, how did you find this? Was it from like a certain website that you found it on? I think it was a Goodreads list. So or it may have been a list from somewhere else. I can't remember where the list came from. Like grassrootscommunity.org. Yeah, I don't remember the exact place, but it was a list of books about main characters that were people of color. and It might be from grassrootscommunity.org. And I think female. So female people's, people of color. Maybe not just female, but... And, May- and books that came out within the last year. Uh, maybe the last two years. Something like that. Um, so a fairly recent book. Yeah, so fairly recent books. And, and I, I thought it was important that we... That we read books that have that type of voice behind it. And uh, we've read a few already, but I I wanted to read another. And so that's where this book comes from. We've only read like, we've read like three, two, I'd say, from that perspective. The Skin I'm In and, what is it? One Crazy Summer. And Everything, Everything. Yeah. Everything, Everything. Right. So I wanted us to read more books like that. And I think the the main character in this book is half Chinese and half, maybe half white. I, I don't know exactly. So we look forward to reading that book. So make sure you join us in a couple of weeks. Go ahead and go to your local library and pick up The, the Girl, Girl from, from Everywhere. Everywhere. It's another Heidi Heilig. It's another science fiction book. We, we like science fiction here. Well, you do. And you do too. I do. You were the one who recommended Uglies. True. I've started to like it more than I used to. Yeah. So we look forward to discussing that with you next time. If you don't want to miss an episode of the book club, make sure you subscribe. Subscribe to our podcast. Um, Wherever you listen to your podcast. Goodreads. Or not Goodreads. Not Goodreads, but (laughs) iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Google Music. Pocket Casts. Anywhere. Stitcher or whatever it is that you use. Or you can go to our website, fatherdaughterbookclub.com. You can subscribe there via email or you can catch up on past episodes. Or you can there. Or you can leave a comment for us. Let us know what you think about our discussion or let us know what you'd like us to read next. If you have any recommendations, we love reading your other recommendations because we want we want to read. Yes. We want to read your some books that you really enjoy, and so we hope that you comment some of your favorite books. All right. So thank you again, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Doom 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 doom.